1: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us on tonight. Tonight is another night with Monumental Moments in the Word. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. This is your girl, Marla, at Monumental Moments in the Word. I'm glad you all have joined it. And tonight is Thursday night. I praise God for my life, health, and strength. And I hope those that join in will definitely uh, understand that we serve a mighty good God. We serve a mighty good God. Hi hi, Scotty, my cousin, God bless you. We serve a mighty good God and God is worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. And we're going to start out with uh, Broken by Shekinah Glory Ministries. That's what we're going to start out in. You are, you have, are tuned in tonight on Spreaker.com, iHeartRadio, and Spotify on uh, Monumental Moments in God's Word with me, your host, Marla, and we are going to be talking about distractions. Is the distractions of your life having you to fall off the winning team, Team Jesus, okay? So I want you to listen to this. This is Broken by Shekinah Glory. I
2: was eager to do What he told me to In obedience Looking out okay, in the crowd I, I see Eyes yeah. closed Tears falling Hands lifted People word
1: and be too. Don't you want to be praising and worshiping too? They worshiping didn't him
2: too? see me.
1: They didn't see me.
2: <laughs> they only
1: saw you. They only saw you. That's what we want. We want them to not see us, but see it the God. It felt in good. Us. But
2: something was missing. Yes. See, I'm empty inside.
1: How many of you all are empty inside?
2: And I wonder why.
1: And you wonder why.
2: Will I ever feel Will you ever what feel
1: they felt from me? What they felt from Hmm.
2: I didn't know hmm. the price of yes.
1: How many of you don't know the price of yes?
2: What wow. yeah. cost yeah. me? How yeah. it would cost me so much. I'm in broken and broke. One drink will not see you crying out to you. Got nothing left.
1: Hey, Sergeant Major. God bless you. Thank you for joining me tonight on Monumental Moments in God's Word. Hallelujah. We got a good lesson on tonight.
2: Uh, yeah. Anybody broken? I been broken in bruised. What dream will God
1: still
2: use? Crying out
1: to you. Sometimes we have a lot going on in our lives, you
2: know? need you to
1: rescue me. How many of us need God to rescue God us? You hey, Ray Ross, God bless you. <laughs> hey, glory, glory. I've got something
2: to say. Hey. Listen Not to it, thank you minister I'm afraid to begin. It's uh, all yeah. uh, See, I told because I was you, everything wrong i you and I can't feel you like I used
1: to. more, more, oh, just a lot of them. So get so I'm many now. God has opened up the doors where and I, I even got a high heart rate
2: working. with working it all out. know what I'm to talking. Talking. I need a break How many of y'all need I a breakthrough? I I'm crying, I'm crying out I ain't got I'm nothing else. Right I'm gonna right
1: hear my heart. I need you to rescue me. Rest in me. I'm broken. I'm broken. How many of us have been broken? You know what we've been real, too. Broken. I've been broken. I Need
2: you to rescue yeah.
1: me. Hi Terry, how are you doing? Glad you joined me on our lesson and Monumental Moments in God's Word. We're getting the word, but right now we're getting the answer to that broken
2: kind of glory. I'm broken. How many of us have been broken? It's not easy to be broken. How many of us need God to rescue you? broken.
1: Holly. Yes, I am. Father, speak a word to me. Father, speak How are you, Terry? It's
2: so nice to see you. Nice to hear um, you join yeah. God bless you. One of my high school friends and God bless you. The you yeah. Sounds like a
1: lifetime right right. Right in our 50s. Father, God me. is good, though. We're still here.
2: Father, speak
1: the word. Yeah. yeah. And we got a good word on tonight. Yeah. We're going to be talking about distraction. How that keeps us from being on the winning be. team, the team of Jesus.
2: Welcome back. Thank you, to Terry. Away. God's done a lot in my life. I don't have any. It's nothing I've done on my own. I what? I it's been good it. to me. I would not deserve do it. About to do, we praise the Lord for God. God is good, He's taken and He's keeping us. So we're gonna we 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 keep it together, and we're about Him. We got a good work on our hands, so we're gonna just ask God to
1: continue to bless,
2: keep
1: as we turn. God is good. That was broken by Shekinah plan of Hallelujah! To God be the glory. So tonight we have a blessing. We have a blessing and we are going to get into the word. But first I'd like to uh, ask God to minister right now to our spirits. You know, we've had long days, long weeks. Thursday, we got one more day before the weekend, long weekend. And we, we... Man, it's been a lot of things that's been going on, but God is yet in control. He's yet on the throne. And man, you know, I'm just excited about what God is doing in our lives and in this ministry. Um he's allowing um uh, this word to go forth all over the United States and other parts of the world now because iHeartRadio and, and Spotify and stuff are all over the world. I had a friend of mine that was listening to me from Germany, somebody else from England, somebody else, my brother in Peru, there's different places. And so I just praise God that, you know, you can, that, that God has made a way for this to be possible. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just praising God. Um, I'm no longer with four or more radio, but I have taken on my own station called monumental moments in God's word. And so God is good and he's worthy to be praised. And so let's just start out with a word of prayer. Father God, I come before you, Lord God. Lord, first of all, I want to say thank you. I want to thank you for all the things that have gone on thus far. Thank you for the good and even thank you for the bad. Because the good outweighs the bad every time. I thank you for the bad because that taught me to grow. It it left me with an expectation that you were going to take me in the right way, take me in another direction. So Lord, I thank you for those things. I thank you for those obstacles that have taught me to grow in you, Lord. So first of all, I just want to give you thanks. I want to give you glory and honor and praise because you're worthy of all the praise. We don't need to give praise to Buddha. We don't need to give praise to uh, Muhammad. We don't need to give praise to, uh, to the dog, to the cat, to the lady down the street. But we give glory and honor to you. And Father God, I just ask, Lord God, that you continue to bless us and keep us, Lord God. Father God, I ask that you increase in me and set Marla down. Let me speak only what you would have me to say to thus your people, Lord God. And Father God, I'll be so ever grateful to praise you and worship you even to this day forward, Lord God. And now I ask, Lord God, that you open up the ears of the people out there, Lord God. Father God, let them hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. And Father God, we ask, Lord God, that you pierce their hearts, Lord God, that they will see you in me, and that they'll want to glorify you, Lord. Father God, I ask, Lord God, that you continue to lift down, I mean, lift up the hung down heads, Lord God. Father God, those that are experiencing a loss, Lord God, those that are experiencing defeat, those that are experiencing a war that's going on, Lord God, let them know that they need to give their cares and burdens over to you, for you care for them, Lord. Father God, let them understand that without you, they are nothing. Father God, let them understand that without the power that worketh in you that we give to them, they can do nothing because we all need a savior and we all need you, Lord. And so because of that, we ask that they give you the praise, that they give you the glory, that they, that you're, that they understand that their lives are in your hands. What better hands to be in than the arms of Jesus? And so Father God, we ask right now that you continue to bless, heal, set free, deliver, In Jesus name. Amen. So on tonight, we're going to get in the word of God. And tonight's lesson, I've taught it before, but I'm taught it in a different manner. Tonight, we're going to be talking about distractions. This sermon identifies and focuses on things that distract us and keep us from the love of God, keeps us from being connected to the Lord. And uh, it identifies the qualities that will keep you focused when other things are distracting you, distracting you all around. And we have to understand that we live in a world with full of distractions. I mean, I have never been so bombarded with things as I've been. It feels like I am like trying to swim out of a hurricane. You know what I'm saying? Out of a water that's just like doing this you know, but I just say, you know what, you know how you, you go, you, you dive into a pool and you down, you weigh down and you just, you just move your feet and and just kind of like drift back up and just let God have you. That's what we got to do. We got to just let the Lord have us, let the Lord have his way. Hallelujah. So I say, do you ever find yourself distracted in your efforts to serve the Lord? Have you ever found yourself distracted as you're trying to just do what you think God wants you to do? Have you ever just been so distracted? Many things will distract you. People will distract you, conflicts, times, pressures, trials, tribulations, and all those types of things. This is similar to what happens if you think about jets that's flying over in a baseball field where a group of children are gathered around and the coach is trying to talk to them. And in spite of the coach's best efforts to keep their minds on what he's saying, they're distracted by that airplane up in the sky or that jet that's flying over. So, In the coach's best effort, he's unable to keep those children focused. There must be times when the Lord becomes frustrated by his inability to, by our inability, not his inability, by our inability to focus as we try to seek to serve him. What can we do? What can we do to change how we do that? How we seem to just get distracted for any little thing, every little thing. Well, we find guidance. We find guidance. The only way to do what we need to do is to focus on the Lord, not all those circumstances around us. In Hebrews 12 and 2, it says, let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, on whom our faith depends from start to finish. To endure the undurable, you must see the invisible. You must see the invisible. And who is invisible? Jesus. We We know, we feel the Holy Spirit, so we understand that he is with us. But a lot of times, we, we need to endure those things that are, feel like they're endurable because we don't see Jesus, but we need to be able to feel Jesus. We need to be able to trust Jesus. We got to trust in God, trust in the word, trust in what he tells us to do. You know, that's what we have to, we have to keep our minds fixed on him. You know, we go, we have you all ever had some of y'all out there that have a little pet or a big dog or something. And you take that dog to obedience training, right? And they put a dog at one end of the room and they put his, his master at the other end of the room. And with a plate of food, they put that in the center of the room. And then that master calls that dog Rex, Rex, but If that dog eyes the food and doesn't keep his eyes on the master, he's going to indulge and go straight into that food. He's not going to pay attention to the master that
0: called
1: Rex, come here. Rex, come here. And that's the way we are. Jesus is saying, follow me, follow me. But then we see that big house or that big car, that nice job, or that, that good looking woman with all the curves or that, or that, that sweet little mama, um, that's trying to, uh, entice that man, you know, all that stuff. We got all those things that's distracting us. They, so, uh, we know that that dog is a gon- a goner. He'll go straight for the food because that's what he's, that's that distraction that was put in the middle of the room. So he's a goner. So they teach that dog to focus his eyes on the master. And that's what we need to do. We got to keep our eyes focused on the master. If the dog keeps his eyes on the master then he won't be tempted with that plate of food that's sitting in the center of the room. So instead of heading for the food, he'll head straight to the master. And I know that seems a little bit like maybe childlike, but that's what the Lord wants of us. He has that. Those Satan puts all those little temptations and those things all around in the middle of the room and God is saying, "I'm on the other end." God is saying, "Come to me, all ye who are weary and heavy. Come to me; I will give you rest. Come to me; I'll show you how to do this. Come to me." But we are so busy, and we we get so distracted by that that thing over there, or that thing in the center of the room, that we forget, and we just get bamboozled with things, and we forget that we're supposed to keep our eye on the master. We're supposed to keep our eye on the prize. We're supposed to keep our eye on the Lord. Get rid of the sin that easily entangles you. You know what that is. We all know what that is. And get those things out of your life. Those are those temptations. Get those things out of your life. Call it like it is and get rid of them. So you can run the race that God intended and to be able to finish strong. So, um, real quickly, I'm trying to see, I think I, I think I, uh, when my pages dropped, I think I, um, I think I accidentally put these in the wrong, no, they may be right. Well, we're just going to go on from here. Um. I think I'm okay. So we're going to talk about this. We got to call it like it is. We got to get rid of those uh temptations. We got to get rid of those temptations that are sin in our life so that we can now run that race uh that God had intended for us to run. There are sins that will cause you to stumble. There are sins in people's lives that will call them to fall and it will take you totally out of the race. It'll take you totally out of the race, but you got to have that determination to stay with the Lord, that determination to keep your eyes focused on the prize. There are sins that will cause you to want to give up everything, but we got to get rid of them so you can finish strong and accomplish what God intended for you to accomplish. We all have a purpose. Remember, I talk about purpose a lot. We all have a purpose. And we got to know what our purpose is, stand on his promises, stand on the word, stay focused on God and finish the race. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Life is not a 50 yard dash. It is a marathon. It is a continuous marathon. I want you to make it to the finish line. Okay. I want you to finish the course, finish the race, persevere. Through the hard times. We will not only start the race. But we will finish the race strong. And we will take as many people with us as we can. And that's what our purpose is. Is to take as many people as we can to the finish line. It don't matter if I'm crawling in the finish line. It don't matter if I don't have no legs when I get to the finish line. But we have to finish and finish strong. We will surround ourselves with people of faith. These are things that make you stay focused. Surround your people with faith. Surround yourselves with people that love God, that are called according to his purpose, that do the will of the father that sent them. We got to throw off everything that hinders our walk with the Lord, that keeps our eyes doing like this instead of focused, staying focused. We will get rid of the sin that so easily entangles us. You know, yeah, got to get rid of the sin that entangles us. We shouldn't be entangled by the yoke of bondage. Some scholars believe that, and reference to all. Uh, let me see. Some some of the scholars they believe the reference is to all kinds of sin. Others believe that is a specific sin. But I believe that is specific sin. I believe we are to throw off everything that hinders us. Everything that hinders us. And we know what hinders us. What hinders me may not hinder you. But we know what hinders us. So we have to get rid of it. Get rid of everything that hinders us. That helps us to walk. And keep our eyes focused, to keep our minds focused, to keep our our hearts in tune with God. We have to stay focused and we have to keep our minds on Christ Jesus. We cannot, you know, we just get to a point in our lives where, have you ever just been tired and sick and tired of being tired? That's where we, sometimes that's what it takes for us to decide to keep our minds focused, keep our hearts focused. But I'm sure we got to keep those distractions out of her life. But I'm sure each one of us could think of someone that has made an impact on our walk with, walk with the Lord. Think about that. Each one of us at some point was invited to church by someone to hear the word and the message of Christ. And we either responded with, a, I accept or we don't say nothing. And we walk out the same way we come in and we don't accept, but we all respond. No response is a response to the Bible, faithful, uh, faithful witnesses where you were usually uh, uh, martyrs, people that killed Christians, you know, they were uh, people that were sinful. The Bible, the Bible's, mo- I should say the Bible's most faithful witnesses we're usually martyrs. Today we want to be witnesses as spectators instead of being a cloud of witnesses. We become just like clouds, Uh, or we become clouds, however you want to look at it. Let us run this race with perseverance that has been marked out of us. What does that mean? What does that mean? Hey, Missionary Ortiz, what does that mean? What, God bless you too, what does that mean? It means that if we are to accomplish what God intends, we, um, if we accomplish what, if we, uh, that we need to accomplish what God intends, we have to, Uh, we got to think about, um, when we say that we got to accomplish what God intends, we are surrounded by, such a great cloud of witnesses. You know, when we talk about in the Bible it's talking about, you know, they're talking about your Abraham's and your your Moses and all these different witnesses that God had or you know that God used. Let us throw off everything that hinders us. We're talking about staying getting away from distractions. And let us lay aside every sin and every weight. We gotta throw those things away that hinder us that so easily entangles us in the yoke of bondage. Remember I said many times that when you see the word, therefore, you must go back to the uh, previous chapter to see what is there after. Because when we read the scriptures, we got to be reading it in its entirety. So, you know, somebody will tell you, go to um, go to Hebrews chapter 11, you know, and you go to Hebrews chapter 11. They go, let's just read verse one or let's read verse three. Well, you know what? In order to get a real understanding, you want to read verses one, two, three, and four. You know, just so you get a good understanding because so many things, the Bible, when it's teaching you, is teaching you who, to whom was God speaking to? What was he speaking about? Where was he speaking? To whom he was speaking to? And why he was speaking? The who, what, when, where, and why. And so therefore, it's easier to not discombobulate what God is saying because now we understand it. In its entirety, so some of the witnesses that we're talking about in the in the chapter uh, in Hebrews is redirecting our attention to chapter eleven, the faith chapter, which which records people of great faith and strong witnesses, which is people like Abraham, Noah, uh, Isaac, Moses, the prostitute Rahab, um, who protected the spies of Israel. Now uh, show, and shown mercy by God. So you know wait a minute. My paper done got messed up. Let me see. Okay, okay. there we go. <laughs> Man, I dropped my papers before because I do my study and I have to print them all out. I'm so old fashioned, but I, I sometimes I do it on the computer and I flip. But sometimes I just have my paper. And so I had dropped the papers just before I got in. But God is good enough. He just knows that I need to say what I need to say. So anyway, let's go back to let's go back. So um, so even the prostitute uh, uh, Rahab, even the prostitute Rahab, who protected the spies of Israel, was shown mercy by God they accomplished great things for God. Those that's what witnesses are. They accomplished great things for God. They endured great pain and suffering because of their faith. They were uh, commended for their faith, but they were they all died before they before they died before the promises of God were finished. And that's what being a cloud of witnesses were. That's what being martyrs were. They were commended for their faith, but usually everybody talked about how good they were afterwards because they didn't believe a lot of them before, but they were commended for their faith, but they all died before the promises of God were finished. They were on the other side of the cross, but held on and believed God for his promises for being, of being made perfect. They they had something to believe in. That's why I say, keep your eyes focused on the Lord. If you like that dog that I was talking about, like that dog, hi, O'Brien, like that dog that's on the other side of the, the room at, with the master and they, there's that good fresh plate of food in the center. You know, that's like those martyrs. They, they were, uh, They were on the other side of the cross, but they knew the promise. So they would keep their minds fixed on the promise. Although there was all these distractions in the center. That is the cloud of witnesses that he is talking about. And the group of, um, the group, the group that we're talking about, the group of people, um, that, that help us in our walk with God, you know, um, An improper foundation, when you talk about an improper foundation, will affect your stability. It will affect your character, and it will affect your productivity. It will affect that. The proper foundation in Christ, he must become our foundation. He must become our focus and the filter through whom we view the world. There is, there's a lot of discussion all over the world, all on the TVs. It's called a worldview, a world, a worldview places Jesus at that. uh, It places Jesus at the center of everything that we do. That's the way we should be viewing everything that we do. Jesus is in the center of everything that we do. When we follow Paul's advice, we will be better off. And prepared as we serve the Lord. That's all. As we serve the Lord, we will stay focused. That's what I'm talking about tonight. Staying focused and keeping the distractions that keep us off the winning team. Stay focused and finish strong. Hebrews 12, 1 and 3. We got to stay focused so that we can finish strong. Um, The third piece of advice is to examine our foundation. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which was laid, which is Christ Jesus. In 1 Corinthians 3 and 11, there can be improper foundations as well. There there are some people that have definitely had improper foundations. And well, we all have had, we've all had some mistakes in our life that was built off of bad foundation. Sometimes we can become too attached to spiritual leaders. You know, sometimes we get too attached to particular churches or to a denomination. Oh, I can't be anything but Baptist. You know, I was born Baptist. I was raised Baptist. I'm going to die Baptist. Then we got some people. I was born Church of God in Christ and the Church of God in Christ is the only way. There's a Church of Christ. There's a Church of Jesus. there's And that's the way, the only way. And so they get so attached to the denomination that they don't think anything or anybody else can go to heaven. Sometimes they get too affected by their own circumstances. If our circumstances are not right, then we are not, you know, then we are not leaders. So they think that way. In in 1 Corinthians 3, 5 through 7, we find the proper view. We should view spiritual leaders as a vehicle, Paul says that spiritual leaders must minister through whom you believe. A minister is a vehicle. Is a vehicle whom God uses. A minister could be compared to a funnel. A funnel like uh, like a uh, like have you like putting oil in your car, you know uh, a funnel a funnel you take that so you so you don't spill oil all over the the um all over the uh the not the battery but all over the engine it's funneled into one specific area god pours his blessings through the minister we should view spiritual leaders as just playing a role not they shouldn't be playing but i'm saying playing a role in your life paul says i planted Apostle wa- uh, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Every minister plays a role in your spiritual life or in our spiritual life. Therefore, there should be no favoritism toward them. None. None. None whatsoever. There is a, a, a natural mindset. Let us see. For some reason, I told y'all to drop my papers okay here we go I dropped my papers Lord Jesus I dropped my papers okay um, in 1 Corinthians 3 5 and 11 who who then is paul and who is apollos but ministers through whom you believed as the lord gave to each one i planted apollos water but god gave the increase so then neither he who planted is anything nor he who waters y'all get that it ain't the one who planted and it ain't the one who waters but it's god that gets the increase god gave the increase so then uh So, but God who gives the increase, now he who plants and he who waters are one. They're doing it for the same goal. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder. Ah, glory, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it, but let each one take heed. Now he builds on it for no other foundation can, can anyone lay than leaders, than leaders. Okay. So each matters. There is a natural mindset This is a view held by a lost man. There is a carnal mind, a carnal mindset. And this is the view held by the carnal Christian. And carnal Christians has accepted Christ. They accepted Christ. But in their immaturity, he he thinks like an unbeliever because they haven't grown up spiritually. He thinks like an unbeliever. Finally, Paul describes the spiritual. Spiritual, in second, in, in, in two and sixteen, um, in, in, in uh, chapter in second Corinth, first Corinthians, um, two and sixteen. This is the person who filters everything through the mind of Christ. This is a person that when they think, when they think of doing this, they consider what God wants. When they think of doing for this person, they're considering what God wants. When they think of going this way. They ask God. They, they really filter everything that they can think of through the mind of Christ. This is that believer that, you know, that WWJD, what would Jesus do? Believer. This person considers Jesus's approach to things. What would he do in this situation? What would he do if I did this? Oh, I got to make a decision, so let me pray and seek the Lord. What would God say for me to do? The second piece of advice is to keep spiritual leaders in proper perspective. Paul taught the believers to respect spiritual leaders, but he also taught them to hold a proper view of spiritual uh, spiritual leaders. And, 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 And there is a proper view. We've got to view them as vehicles, like I said before. Okay. So each that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ, the believers in Corinth were distracted. And this is what our lesson is about being distracted by what I call preacheritis. We don't want to be distracted by preacheritis. Hi, Portia. Uh, the people were distracted by playing the game of favoritism have you all ever been to churches where there's favoritism i only got this certain amount of group of people i need the rest of them to stay away from me i need you to be the doorkeeper because i don't want certain people to be coming near my 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 room or my i don't need them to touch me when they're going down the aisle so i need my guards <laughs> I, 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 I don't need, um. I only want sister so-and-so to come up and clean my office, even though sister so and brother so-and-so decided he wanted to clean it. But I only want sister so-and-so because that's who I want to do this. And pretty soon you favorite favoritizing or favor, having favorites of people. And many of them choose favorite and many people choose favorite preachers. And we're divided by their loyalty. They become distracted. And in the context of the passage of Paul, this gives some solid biblical advice that stays and stands with me even today. I've I've, uh, identified three pieces of advice he gave. One, two, where's my one, two, and hold my second my paper, like I told y'all, y'all, y'all know my paper is just messed up tonight, but praise ye the Lord. We got this. We got this because God is good. God is good. And we are going to get through this. Um, it really is. And he is good. So I don't see number three. Okay. The first piece of advice, I'm just going to go through this the best way that God gave it to me in the first place. I just, I just, I just typed it out so much. Okay. So we are going through the, the three um, pieces of advice. We need to adopt a spiritual mindset. In everything that we do, we have a choice of how we view it. We have to make a choice whether we're going to keep our eyes fixed on the Lord. Or are we going to be distracted by things? Okay. That's number one. In everything we do, we have a choice of how we view it. Our view affects our mindset. Our view will affect our behavior. In Corinthians, Paul describes three mindsets as it pertains to spiritual minister. Uh, wait a minute, spiritual, um, uh, page, spiritual matters. I'm sorry. How it, uh, how it, uh, pertained to spiritual matters, right? Um, and, it pl- and we understand there is a natural mindset. We talked about the mat- natural mindset. We talked about the carnal mind and spiritual mind. So I kind of went through that backwards because it was on my mind. But, you know, I went through it a little bit backwards. But we have to understand we got to keep our mind fixed and stayed on him. And when we think about relationships, and I'm going to go in here and do this real quick. We talk about relationships and how we keep how we should keep things together in our relationships. You know, God is a sovereign God and he's a good God. So um, somebody wanted to know about the circle institution of marriage, the the circular institution, like the the ring circle. And, And I was like, man, I don't know the history of that. But there's a lot of symbols and how our society choose and settle the wedding band as a circular institution of commitment. And even with, I'm still talking about distractions. Okay. Perhaps because the band is a never ending, no beginning and no end. And that's the way our relationship should be with God. It's like a band, a circular band. There's no ending, I mean, a circular band. There's no ending and no beginning. And that's how we have to be with God. A closely examined a closely examined wedding band will not reveal any breaks or cracks in its structure. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't reveal breaks and cracks in its structure. Therefore, it should be impossible for anything to violate our relationship with God. We got to stay focused. We have to keep the distractions out from that inside, not to get inside that band. Okay. This is going to help somebody even in the marriage. Um, Let's see where it should be. So I was saying it should be impossible for anything to violate the integrity of that circle. It is not so. That the circle is the one of the only structures that is without any linear, no lateral, no vertical, vertical or horizontal measurements. Everything that I can think of that is indicative of strength has a band somewhere within its structure. A band, a circular, a no beginning, no ending. And that's the way our life should be with Christ Jesus. He, he should be the beginning and the end, The beginning and the end, circled together. And God's protection, we are in there. We're in there. And if one were to correlate a pair of scissors with a marriage, you would see several similarities. A pair of scissors with a marriage. Let me get the scissors. I like to do that. Let's get the scissors. A pair of scissors with the marriage, okay? A pair of scissors. The name, the name itself is self-explanatory. There is such things in a circular scissors. There is such thing. There is no such thing as a singular scissor. There's no such thing. It's scissors. They are called a pair. A pair of scissors, indicating that that makes it that it takes two to meet its intent. You can't have just part of the scissor to cut if there's no, if you just have this part of the scissor, it doesn't do anything. Or if you just have this part, it doesn't do anything. It's got to be a pair, a pair, indicating that it takes two to meet its intent. If you take the scissors apart and the product is, Two separate items that serve little purpose. You can't do much with either one of them. And that's like you can't do anything with yourself if you don't have God in it. God, God in you. Two circular things that have a, no ending and no beginning. Okay? However, if you put those two parts together, a scissors, if you put those two parts together and you secure it with a band, the wedding band. If you put them two together and you secure it with the band, you now have an instrument capable of shaping almost anything limited only by the imagination, just as it takes the band to make the scissors work. The band to make the scissors work. Okay. We're talking about not allowing distractions to keep you, allowing distractions to keep you from your focus on God and keeping God in the center of everything without one piece or the other. You don't, you can't cut anything. The simple appearance may satisfy the eye, but the heart of the band is deep within the confines of the structure. A chipped diamond is always a chipped diamond, even if it's unseen by the naked eye, right? Right. There, is, there can be no flexibility within the circular institution. It never decreases in diameter. It doesn't. It never uh, decreases in the diameter to restrict, nor does it expand to allow intruders. So it's me and Jesus, me and Jesus. That's it. I can't afford for everything to be in the center to mess our circular bond up. You know, a lot of people have this as a determination of marriage and that's good, but God expects that circular in there as well for him. You know, a band not recognized is a band without existence. A band that is hidden is a band not recognized. So we don't hide our bands. We don't hide our love for the Lord. We don't we don't pretend like we're not married to God anymore. You know, I know I'm talking about a lot of different things because we're talking about the husband and wife. We're also talking about our bond with Christ and not allowing intruders or intrusions to come in our unity, and to distract us from our focus on the Lord. And that's what we have to be so mindful of. A solid band's ingredients include trust, which we got to have that with God. We have to learn to trust God. It comes with uh, individuality in in our relationships and also with God. God wants us to be individual. He doesn't want us to all be the same. He didn't make us all the same. We have to have a respect, a respect for God's word, a respect for each other. We he, uh, The band represents desire. We should have a desire for Christ above all others. Effort. We've got to put forth effort. We have to work. We have to work hard. We have to work to, to have a relationship with God. We have to work hard to have a relationship with other people. And we doggone sure have to be, have to work hard to have a relationship with a man, a spouse, a husband, a wife, whatever. Okay. We have to have love Love covers all things. Love love covers a multitude of sin. Love covers everything. Love, Jesus Christ himself is love. God is love, right? So we couldn't do anything without the love of God. It also consists of freedom. Just because you bound in a relationship with someone or even bound in the relationship with God, he still gives us freedom. He gave us a free will. He gives us freedom to be free in who we are in Him. It's consistency. We must be consistent in our relationship with God, be consistent in our relationship with others, be honest. Integrity and honesty and loyalty and truth. Man, when you hurt someone, And you hurt them and you're not honest with them and you can't be trusted, that is the hardest thing to get over. That's the hardest thing to get over. So, God, how do you expect God? How do you expect someone else to have that loyalty and love to you if you can't have it with the Lord? I look at the scissors again, and I look at them, and I'm thinking, it takes a man, a man, a woman that meet and go to God. God is the other end of the room and we're on this end of the room and you got all this stuff in the center, but you can't let the center distract you from getting to the end where God is. Okay. And I'm just using this as a little bit of an example. The removal of any part of any one ingredient which I said the ingredients of the band is trust, individuality, respect, desire, effort, love, freedom, consistency, and honesty. If we don't have one of those ingredients, it weakens that foundation. It weakens that circular band. It weakens that beginning to the ending with Christ, which is critical as the base of our institution. It's the, it's, it's credible. It's uh, critical for the base of our institution of our marriage. It's, uh, of the it's critical as the institution of our relationship with each other as as friends or and and especially with god the width of the band is
3: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: It's really irrelevant. It doesn't matter the width of it. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Only the contents are the of are of of substance, only the contents, which were those ingredients I just talked about. You got to have it. You got to have it. You got to have it in all relationships, but you definitely got to have it in the relationship with the Lord to keep our minds focused on him, to keep our hearts focused on him, to get rid of all those distractions that are in our lives. So if one should focus on the size of the band, then the, con- the then the concentration is on the emblem of the circle and not the symbol of what it stands for i'm going to say that again because we need to understand that we mustn't focus on the size of the band we can't focus on the type of band it is as long as the band has the ingredients of trust individuality desire respect effort love freedom consistency and honesty if it consists of that in the circle if it consists of that then we have a strong bond we can't pay attention to the emblem of the circle not the sim- not symbols of the institution we always invite god to a wedding we should always invite him to the wedding but frequently forget to send him the invitation to the marriage. We always want to get up in the church and have a wedding, but we don't a lot of times want to invite him to our marriage. And the marriage is what's lasting. The marriage is what's real. The marriage is what takes us. The marriage with God, that we, 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 we like to, um, that new Christian loves to accept God. But all the time, it's hard for them to stay focused in God. To know that the ending result is to be with him. What God has joined together, let no man put asunder. What God has put together, let no man put asunder. So I'm just um, giving you all a little shout out. Uh, God is good. And that really is the end of our lesson. We just need to understand that we need to stay focused. We have to stay determined. And I keep talking about it we know that we have a purpose you're not if you're still living, you have a purpose and I go off on these tangents about purpose because I find that so many people are so hurt all over they're so hurt they're so damaged they've been so dis they just been bombarded or bombarded by so many things of the cares of this world that they are giving up they're throwing in the towel. They're not realizing that God is God and he's sovereign and he's there and he and to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. And sometimes it takes many of us into our 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s, sometimes even 70 and 80. If you got a person that lives in their 90s and stuff, come on, that's a blessing. It's added blessing. But sometimes it's just because God is like, are you ready for me yet? Have you asked me yet? Am I welcomed yet? you know and so all of those things we have to remember that we have to keep god in the midst of it all i was saying that god is just like the master and the dog in the room and you put that dog on the other side of the room and you have god i mean you and you got the master on this side of the room and he's saying come here boy come here boy come here, boy. And there's that big plate of food in the middle. Now, do you have that in obedience school and dog school? Do you have that dog so concentrated on knowing who you are as the master that that dog will overrun that m- that plate of food to run to his master because he believes in his master. He loves his master. He has trust in his master. He respects his master. He has individuality with his master. He desires to be with his master. He has effort. He takes the best effort of trying to be with his master. He loves his master. He has freedom when he's with his master. He has consistency with his master. He has honesty with his master. That's the way God wants us to be with him. That whatever's all in the middle, that great big nice nice home, that beautiful car, those kids, that wife, that husband, whoever's in that center, don't let that person or that thing or that, that, that problem weigh you down and, and keep, cause you to distract and want to eat off that plate instead of go to the master. In everything, go to the master. Stay focused on him. Stay honest and true to him, and he'll stay honest and true to you. You all, I hope you all enjoyed the message on tonight. I hope you're blessed. Be blessed. And this was a shorter lesson than I normally give. Um. I was kind of thrown off a little bit by the, by me dropping my papers, but that just lets me know I need to get with the 2019, 2019 and do everything by the computer, but to God be the glory. God is good. He's awesome. And he is, uh, he is, um, an amazing God. And, um, I just, I just love him. I just love the Lord. And, um, I am going to sing, um, I'm not going to sing. Lord, I didn't mean I'm going to sing. Y'all, don't hold on for that because that's not happening. I'm going to uh, play You Are Yahweh by Steve Crown. Um, you Are Yahweh because <laughs> I ain't going to sing to y'all because if I started singing, there's some of y'all that know me from my youth, and but there's some of y'all that know me when I got a little older. No, I can't carry a tune in the bucket. That's the one thing I love to do is sing. You are the God. But I want y'all to listen to this song and be blessed. God be the glory.
2: No, we don't have rights to the song. We just complain. You are Yahweh. You are Yahweh. There's one more. I can't even. I can't even remember.
1: God has opened up
2: the
0: doors where I can be
2: her um, all over the United States and abroad. God has opened the doors. I'm
1: so right grateful. I'm just so, so very
2: grateful. God, loves right love right you
1: now. Know. And he's allowed me to I all me. All
2: So all you. You? Well, thank you, Charles. Marcy. I'm Randy. How
1: you? God bless you. God love
2: you. Um, I'm so glad we got you. you. So this is the end of it. This is the end of it. This is the end of it. Much for you as I try to do God's will. I just want to do what God wants me to do. And so for that, I'm grateful. I'm going to stand now it's prayer. Day,
1: Father, God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, thanking you, Lord God, for this day. Thank you for this uh, lesson on tonight, Lord. Father God, we ask, Lord God, that you save souls all over this world, Lord God. Father God, don't let anyone leave not knowing that the Lord is Lord of their life and that they would like him to come in. Let someone to receive his word, Lord God, receive him now in Jesus' name, Lord God. And Father God, those that are here, Lord God, that just need a touch from you, Lord God, that just need a word from you, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that they just took a minute just to get a little bit of a sample so they know where to go, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. I just ask, Lord God, that you continue to bless our family, Lord God. Keep us close, Lord God. Father God, thank you for bringing people back into my life, Lord God. God, I thank you. You are a mighty God, and you're worthy in all things, Lord God. And I praise you, Jesus. I give your glory, and I thank you, Lord. And on to the next week, Lord God. Let us not have a loss of any, Lord God. And, Father, God, those that have lost, Lord God, Father, we ask, Lord God, that you touch them, that you heal their broken heart, that you comfort them during their time of sorrow. Father, God, we thank you. This next song, Lord God, it's Byron Did Cage Hallelujah! It's Byron Cage And broken but I'm healed you Don't beliefs. come to this radio station And be broken Bunch And not leave healed me. God is in the midst of this And he is here I to heal you He's here to heal your broken heart He's here to heal your broken spirit He's healed and heal, heal your body If you just ask him In the name of Jesus when you leave me, I'll see you all next week you won't be
2: the
1: so you tell me tell Linda and Charlene I said hello Angel. you've been to, Got to your, your position, position. I ain't look at you there no change
2: in, in your, your condition we turn out Man the masters, girl, man, the oh, man, Reach oh, out and touch the master the man, so we can't Goodbye and so long tonight, Lord. And he commended us to the people out there. But Lord, you we say that you can't be. Men are broken hearts. Men are broken hearts. We know that you can. and will. And you choose. There's miracles that will be in your needs. God just wants you to trust him. God. Oh yes we'll it Y'all take
1: call sure. you will Hallelujah. God knows. God knows I can't even hardly turn this loose right now about the He knows about your situation and with every test but with every test
2: and every trial there is, is a, revelation. revelation that to supply by every you one of them, I do to be. do you He's here Easy to touch it? That's you, you, Oh, you Yes, will. That's a I can you. you free. Yes, you Not to oh. I can you. Yeah, My prayer for everyone in here Is that you'll have your healing